0: Ayers on the road, value-based parenting and life balance ideas from world-traveling family coaches. Here's Richard and Linda Iyer. And hi, we're back with Ayers on the road. It's always good to talk. We don't know if you're on the road or if you're cleaning the garage or what you're doing, but thank you for joining us today.
1: We're happy to have a chance to talk each week a little about family. Some of you may be interested in how the the name Ayers on the Road came about when we first started doing this show five or six years ago, Linda, can oh, it be that long? Yeah. We were on the road almost constantly. There was one year where we were home less than a hundred days and we were going around giving speeches to parents and so on. We've been trying to cut that back and we have done it in some ways. As a matter of fact, we're doing more and more seminars online and Just a little heads up, we just did one the other day on marriage that previews our new book, The Eight Myths of Marriage, and it's about a 45-minute marriage seminar. If any of you are interested, you can get it by going to a, a really interesting online conference called I Am Mom Summit, like I Am Mom summit so obviously it's mostly for moms (laughs) I think I was the only male participant in the entire conference
0: (laughs) I think that's right but they have really done a great job with this they have some fabulous uh, speakers a lot of them young moms and um, professionals who've done a lot with um, parenting Mm -hmm. and taking care of yourself and so on and uh, we were privileged to do the keynote yesterday, but you can watch it any time that you want. I actually, day before yesterday. Um, so just go on I Am Mom. I think it's available for the next few days, just to this week. And there'll
1: be a link on the BYU Radio site yeah. um, by our show, I Am Mom Summit. But our, now, actually our daughter, we Actually,
0: our daughter did a wonderful one. Oh on boy, did she, she ever. She did a great job with that. Shawnee, both here.
1: But here we are today. Thinking about families and thinking about something really quite interesting, Linda. Um, how? What if if someone were to ask you, how does happiness tie into parenting? Is there a link? Is there a connection? What do you think most people would say?
0: Well, yes, either that or sadness. One or the other. <laughs> right. <laughs> Or something hard I mean it does but it does it's the happiest thing in the world to have children it's just not every day in every way
1: what's that one quote that um, our daughter Saren said that has been getting a lot of viral attention lately something about the um, the trials of, of motherhood uh, outnumber the joys but the joys outweigh The trials. Right. That's kind of an interesting way to look at it. Yeah,
0: it is. I like that. And it's so true. There are a lot of hard days in parenting, but boy, those are, there are moments and sometimes days even when there is just so much joy and so much happiness. I mean, even with a brand new baby, you know, you're, there's nothing like the birth of a new baby and coming into the world and angels are there and it's so amazing. And then the real world hits and maybe the baby's colicky or maybe the baby has issues and so on. There's always something. there But that's what life is all about, the ups and downs. And um, I love this quote um, that is just, it's, it's remarkable because you'll know when you hear it. It goes, joy and woe are woven fine. I think that's so true. <laughs> in parenting, joy
1: and woe <laughs> are
0: woven together. You have some days twine when twine. you're
1: like, woe is me. I've yeah. <laughs> got to get up and face these kids again for another day. But you know, we're going to make a connection in an interesting way today because we've got this new book called The Happiness Paradox, which obviously is a book about happiness. But what we've been realizing just lately as we've been talking about this book on media shows, we just were on a TV show this morning where where we were realizing even as we were being interviewed that the same three attitudes that we think in the book bring happiness are also the, the same three attitudes that actually create good parenting. And so here's here's what we're on today. Here's what we're gonna try to talk about on the show today our attitudes, the most important factor in parenting. I mean, we can all have parenting methods, right? Or parenting ideas or parenting techniques or ways we try to discipline our kids or ideas for better communication. There's all this stuff. Parenting can become very, very complicated. There's parenting books. If you read them all, you'll drive yourself crazy because everyone has a different idea of what Will solve your problems. And sometimes we look at parenting as a big problem. How do we solve this problem? How do we overcome this issue as though it was all negative and we're trying to make it positive and so on? And what we've been realizing lately is that more important than the techniques or methods or how to's are the attitudes. Some parents just have a mental attitude about parenting that is so powerful that it overcomes everything else. And and we were realizing on this TV show today that the very three things that, the, that we propose in the book will make you happy, namely a serendipity attitude, as opposed to trying to control everything. Um, number two, a stewardship attitude, like I don't really own anything, I'm just a steward over them. And number three, an interdependent or a synergy attitude where hey, I need help from we need to work together as a mom and dad if we're a two parent family, and we need to synergize with the church and with the school, and we need to work at it independently. but there' are also the three attitudes of parenting. Let's take them one at a time linda how how does a how do you think a serendipity attitude is better? And makes a better mom or a better dad than a control
0: attitude. You know, um, it depends on when you wake up in the morning and you have a bunch of kids that you've got to get to 15 different places or whatever. I honestly, I remember thinking, life is not intended to be lived like this. This is so hard. This is so hard. But then you realize what you should be thinking. That would change your whole day. And I have tried this and it does work. If you just say... I wonder what's going to happen to me today. It's going to be exciting no matter what it is. I might be late for this and I might forget to get a kid or whatever, but it all just adds into the mix and it makes life an adventure. I mean, it really does make a difference about your attitude, the way you look at things. I
1: think you said that perfectly, Linda. That's a great way to think of it. When you wake up in the morning and you're a mom or you're a dad and you've got a bunch of kids in the house, you know, if your attitude is, oh my gosh, how am I going to get through it all today? Or I've got a list and the list is long and how am I going to check everything off during the day? And or how...
0: even this child is driving me crazy. I don't know how yeah. I'm going to survive this day.
1: Yeah, and the, but, but you put it in. I wouldn't have thought of that word, but if you instead have the attitude, hey, life is an adventure and kids make it an unpredictable adventure. And so by, by just adopting that different kind of attitude, suddenly life changes, life gets better. Now that doesn't mean you don't have a list. It doesn't mean you don't, you know, try to do your best as far as getting things done and, and being productive. But it simply means, Hey, I don't have to check everything off my list to have a great day. And in fact, it's better if I have this adventuresome attitude where I say, Oh, there's a teaching moment. I, I couldn't have planned that that just came up. My child has a question that's great, or hey, my two kids are fighting that's that's an interesting opportunity i didn't think I didn't plan that, but how can I resolve that? How can I bring it together so that's what we would call serendipity, a serendipity attitude, an adventuresome attitude instead of a control attitude. and I've got to make everything happen. Just the way I want it.
0: Or, or you know, something makes you mad. It's the same thing makes you mad all the time. You were telling me this the other day when I was sneezing. Honestly, I have this weird thing about sneezing. I have this allergy. I don't know what it is in the air. But when I start sneezing, <laughs> I have to sneeze <clears throat> ten times. And I'm right in the middle of doing something. And every time I just stop and sneeze. I am so mad by the end of ten But actually,
1: Linda, that's a perfect example. Because if, if you let that sneezing irritate you... But on the other hand, what we've started doing, we're like, can you set a new record, Linda? Come on, you got to nine <laughs> yesterday. Can you make ten sneezes today? Go, come on, one more sneeze. No, but
0: I really have to hold myself back, like, <laughs> just don't get mad. It's just going to come, and there's nothing you can do about it. The My grandkids have given me ideas, drinking water upside, whatever. <laughs> um, it really, it just doesn't work. So I just, okay, just roll with it. And it really does make a difference. I mean, getting angry really makes your body... Role. I mean, it, it really makes you anxious, and I think just deciding you're not going to get angry, you're just going to handle it. This is just it is what it is. Just handle it. Uh, really makes a difference.
1: So, so think about it in your mind. I mean, compare. Let's let's do it with moms. We could do it with dads too. But let's say here's two moms, and one of them every day is a struggle. They're just trying to endure to the end. They're just trying to. I've got four lessons to get my kids to. I've got homework to help them with, I've got to write an excuse for the one that couldn't come to school yesterday, and I'm, and I'm caring
0: I've, for an, uh, my mother who's, you know, elderly and needs some help, and I've got them squished on both ends, and there are a lot of reasons to be, you know, upset. So,
1: so if the whole attitude is, I'm, I'm a martyr, I'm sort of burdened, I've got to get things done, I've got to somehow take more control of my life then every day is kind of a frustration. But then you contrast that with another mom who's basically just, you know, she's optimistic, she's adventuresome, she's serendipity, she's saying, aren't I blessed to be spending my day with my highest priority? There's nothing more important to me than these children, and I've I'm, I'm got to do some work maybe, but I'm home now and I'm with these kids. What a fantastic thing. Now I can just, sort of relax a little bit and say, I wonder what opportunities will come along today. I've got a list, but if I don't get the whole list checked off today, and if I give up some of it in order to take advantage of a teaching moment or do something spontaneous with a child or meet a need that I didn't know would come up so much the better. And I'll I'll put some of those things off till tomorrow. You know, maybe your mother used to say to you, there are a lot of cliches that work against us in parenting. Maybe, Maybe you've heard this one. Never put off till tomorrow that which you can do today. And so we're trying to do everything today. Uh, Here's a better one. I think we should replace it with this maxim. Always put off a put offable in favor of a now or never. So you've got a child who needs you. You've got an opportunity to teach something. Some spontaneous thing came up that you want to do with your spouse or with one of your kids that's a now or never and you can put off the put offables there's some things on your list that don't have to be done today and selective procrastination is a good thing let's put that off because something better came along that's what serendipity is
0: yeah it really is and it reminds me of another maximum and you actually wrote the coolest little book about maxims that you can turn around (laughs) And uh, another one is, you know, if your, mom always, your mother always said, you know, if a thing's worth doing, it's worth doing well. Well, the other side of that <laughs> is, and we have adopted this beautifully, <laughs> if a thing is just barely worth doing, just barely do it. And I think that's part of releasing yourself from this stress that you have every day of like, I've got to do this, I've got to do this. And just, there are some things that really aren't worth doing well. Just that should it. be
1: inscribed in stone in the house of every busy parent. If a thing is just barely worth doing, just barely do it. What would be some examples of things just barely worth doing? Well, you
0: know, I used to worry about dinner a lot. I mean, you know, just getting dinner on the table <laughs> at this certain time. And, you know... Sometimes it's just barely worth doing. Well no, maybe sometimes, dinner
1: maybe dinner is worth doing. Well, well. yeah, every I
0: mean not every day. <laughs> not every day. But I mean you know, maybe cleaning,
1: maybe sweeping in the corner every time. Maybe having a totally spotless house or something. Maybe some of those things aren't they're not worth doing well if there's other things more important that come along. Right.
0: And sometimes you can make excuses forever on that too. But anyway, it really is good to think is this really as important as I think it is right now is in the long run is this worth the stress
1: let's take a brief break and when we come back we're going to focus even more closely on not the techniques or the methods of parenting but the attitudes of parenting we'll be right back
0: welcome back to Ayers on the road here's Richard and Linda Ayer we're back talking about adjusting our attitudes.
1: Everyone wants a quick fix for parenting. Give me a new discipline method. Give me a new way to stop my kids from fighting. Give me a new way to, um, you know, get them to come to dinner on time, whatever it is. Techniques and methods are a dime a dozen, you know, but if your attitude, it reminds me of the old saying, you know, we heard our mom once say, um... I want to be a better parent, so I've got to start changing my kids.
0: Yeah, the exact opposite is what, what you need to think, right? I mean, you know, we, we need do want to change, ourselves. change our kids. It's our attitude. We attitudes. have to change how we feel about it. it and really of, course the,
1: of course, the other part of that, Linda, is whatever attitudes you bring to life and whatever attitude you as a parent bring to your home, that's the attitude your kids will pick up on. I mean, you're... Let think about it this way. What is the most important thing you teach your children? It's the attitudes.
0: It really is, and you know i I have to say I have to um, give some kudos to my sister even more than that amazing praise because you know you think, well, there's little things, it's easy to adjust your mind, but when it's something big, her husband went into the hospital who he was just not doing well, not breathing well. And there's a lot of detail around this, but he went into the hospital, checked in on a Tuesday morning at 9 a.m. They diagnosed him with stage four stomach cancer, and he died at 1 p.m. that afternoon. And that is a shock. I mean, that was amazing. The
1: ultimate shock.
0: But you know, the thing that she always carried in her mind, because a lot of friends had gone through a lot of hard stuff and had had given this advice to her. It doesn't matter what happens to you. It matters how you handle it. it your attitude makes all the difference in what happens. And honestly, what happened after that was remarkable. Of course, it was so difficult for a long time. But wow, her kids rallied around with a great attitude. She had an amazing attitude. Like She
1: had an optimistic I somehow. I am going to do this. Yep. I'm going
0: to pick this up <clears throat> and we are going to make this family work. And so, see,
1: that's a perfect example. And because no amount of ideas or techniques or methods would have helped there. It was all about the attitude. And let, let's review then. Here's what we're talking about today, just to put it in a nutshell. There are three attitudes that bring happiness to anyone. This book we're talking about is not a book on parenting, it's a book on happiness. But what we're realizing is that those same attitudes are the, the optimal attitudes for parenting. And so quick review, you need to get rid of your control attitude and adopt instead an attitude of serendipity and adventure. Number two, you need to get rid of your ownership attitude you don't own anything. Things pass through us, but we're just stewards. We have a stewardship and that's particularly true with parenting. We don't own our children. We're stewards over them. We have responsibility for them, but we don't own them and we owe them respect because they are co-eternal beings with us. So you get rid of the ownership attitude and you adopt the stewardship attitude. And then thirdly, You get rid of your independence attitude, this thing of independence that we all think we have to do it on our own and stand apart and not need anyone's help and not be vulnerable is such nonsense. And it's an attitude that leads to unhappiness. Instead, the attitude of synergy, working with other people, interdependence. That's where the joy really comes in. That's where the happiness comes in. So then you take those three and apply them to parenting. And you say, I I want to have three attitudes as a parent. One, serendipity or adventure. Two, stewardship and respect for my children. And three, synergy, working together with my spouse, with my church, with my school. It takes a village to raise a child. I'm, I'm not in this alone. I get help from every source I can. Those three attitudes will constantly make you a better parent.
0: I was at a book club yesterday with my friends, and my fr- one of my dear friends there said, I have just read Richard's book. It's called, it's actually a flip book, The Happiness Paradox, and then you flip it over and it's called The Happiness Paradigm. And she said, this is changing the way I am thinking about life. And there are so many examples, of so many details. I'm really excited about this honey. You um he's been working on this book in different um in different ways for a lot of years. In fact we've grown up with it and so together with it and so I have not really taken time to realize how amazing it is. And I there's a link to it, I'm sure, on BYU Radio, or you can just go to Amazon. Yeah, we'll, we'll make sure there's really a link there It is really exciting to have these three principles in your mind.
1: But again, we want you to think of it not just as a book on happiness, but as a book on parenting, the attitudes of parenting. By the way, I have to throw this in. There was a loud knock at our door just a minute ago. Mm-hmm. And... <laughs> So I, Linda was talking, and I went to the door, and by golly, it was the window washers.
0: Oh, wow. <laughs> we got to finish this show in a hurry. We and, need them. And I
1: said, can you come back in just a little while when we we're finished with uh, this telephone call? And he said, well, we'll just work quietly in the background cleaning your windows. And I said, oh, uh, well. No. <laughs> I don't think that'll work. You'll distract us too much. So at any rate... Let's go to those other two attitudes for a minute, Linda, and talk about them in a little more depth. Um, How is an ownership attitude, I mean, we could talk forever about how that's destructive in our lives. We want to own things. We want to own more than our neighbor. It's all about beating the Joneses, and it's all about having more things than other people have, and so on. It's all nonsense because we don't really own anything. But let's apply it to parenting. How can an attitude of you know I own my kids. They have to do what I want them to do and be what I want them to be. How how is that so destructive?
0: Well, you know, you just don't you just don't own them. They come who they are. How many times have we said that on this show?
1: If you kids. made them, they'd be more like you. Exactly. <laughs>
0: exactly but they come who they are they come with their own personalities some of them are just so sweet and whatever you want we had one of nine like that just whatever you want whatever you tell me i will believe it and i will do it and then there's the whole spectrum in between some kids have to try everything before the wrong way before they figure out the right way they just, they just don't get it. They just are, they were born with little rebellious spirits and they, you have to roll with it.
1: You have to let them be who they are. You have to discover who they are. Again, I think your wordland of adventure, it, it really cuts through all three of these attitudes because it, think what an adventure it is discovering who a child really is. I mean, that child comes into your life as a baby and all you know is the baby cries and the baby eats and the baby sleeps and so on. But as that baby grows, you start seeing, I'm not, this is not a baby that is like a little piece of clay and you're the sculptor and you're going to turn that little lump of clay into whatever you want it to be. This is a, this is a, Person. This is a seedling. This well, this is
0: a little seedling, right? And you never know what's going to come out of that little seed. I mean, you can give it all the water and fertilizer and sunshine, and you can sing to it and anything you want, but it's going to be what it's going to be. Yeah, if
1: you if if that baby, if that seed is an apple seed and it's going to grow into an apple tree, you are never going to have any success in trying to make it into a pine tree. And maybe you've got a pine tree for your older child. And then this other one comes along and you say, well, it should be a pine tree too. And it's an apple tree. In other words, the adventure of not trying to create your kids into what you want them to be, but figuring out who they are and you get it in little doses. You see, you notice a gift or you notice a propensity, or you notice a a certain kind of behavioral response in a child and gradually it's like a big puzzle. You're putting it together. Who is this child? Really? One of the most healthy things you can do as a parent, stare deeply into the eyes of your child and ask yourself, who is this? Who are you really? What's in there? What gifts are there? What, what attitudes, what talents, what skills, what, what problems, what deficiencies I've got to get to know you. And it's exciting. It's an adventure to get to know you. That's a stewardship attitude. As opposed to an ownership attitude, which is, how can I turn you into what I want you to be?
0: You know, and in the end, it's, I I love this word, it's kind of my word for this year. In the end, it's a wonder. It's a glorious wonder, and sometimes it's a questionable wonder. But it really is usually glorious because you are just trying to nurture this child to be the very best he or she can be. And that's the bottom line
1: and then the third one the third attitude and again in general trying to be too independent always creates unhappiness and that's what this happiness book is all about but apply it to parenting now okay i'm independent i shouldn't need any help i should be able to raise my own kids i shouldn't need help from other sources i shouldn't need help from even my spouse i can just do this myself Oh, that's such a such an unhappy and such a bad attitude for parenting. And on, on the other hand, it's like, hey, I'm just one person. I need all the help I can get. I need to create synergy with my spouse or, if we're a two-parent family. Yeah,
0: and if you're not, then it's it, you. You create synergy with somebody that loves that child.
1: Yeah, with a grandparent or with a neighbor or with. I mean, the idea of sharing the load of parenting, and fi- it takes a village to raise a child, but think about that specifically, and instead adopt an attitude of synergy, not an attitude of independence, an attitude of synergy. You can see how that makes you a happier person, but can you also see how that makes you a better parent? Oh,
0: absolutely. Absolutely and you know synergy can be as we mentioned before not it doesn't just have to be your husband and maybe he's just not cooperative or gone a lot of the time or permanently gone um, (laughs) in divorce or death or whatever there still are people that you can synergize with to help you with your kids and I'm sure you found that those of you are struggling with that but synergy is a great word and um, actually you've made up kind of a new word Well,
1: in the book, we call it synergicity because it also involves timings. Uh, It's a combination of the word synergy and the word synchronicity. Synchronicity is an interesting word, which means things are all interrelated and they don't always happen exactly with the timing that you want them to. And so that's kind of a message of patience for parents. You know, if if you have this adventuresome attitude, but you couple that with not being too impatient... Sometimes, you know, it reminds me of the classic story where, where the kid does something the mom doesn't like and the mom says, when are you going to grow up? And the kids four, you know, and (laughs) the answer is probably like in 10 years, you know, or more. And so you don't, you don't be impatient with children and you never, everything you do to try to teach a child, none of that is lost. The child may not manifest it right away. But over time, all those good things you're putting into parenting will come out.
0: Yeah, in fact, going briefly with what we started with, it's all about your attitude. You can decide whether you're going to be irritated. You can decide whether you're going to be angry with a child or a spouse, and it really makes a big difference when you say, I can control this.
1: Now we've only touched the tip of the iceberg here, but luckily, if you go to byuradio.com and look under our show, you're going to find a link to this book. You're also going to find that on January 12th, 19th and 26th we went more deeply into each of these three words, serendipity, stewardship and synergicity. So if you want more on any one of those attitudes, just go to the index on the show and listen to our show from January 12th, January 19th and January 26th. We're done. We're out of time. We love all of you and we
0: will see you next week and ours on the road. Bye-bye.